Welcome to my Dream Log Cabin podcast, where we are keeping the dream alive by sharing stories of people who have achieved their dream of living in a log home. It seems now more than ever, people are longing to live remotely, or at least semi-remotely, which is why we are offering this show filled with inspiration, encouragement, and insider tips to help you live the log cabin life. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and share. And most of all, always remember these important words offered by Albert Einstein. Never give up on what you really want. The person with big dreams is more powerful than one with all the facts. Now let's dig in. Hey friends, welcome back to another awesome episode of My Dream Log Cabin. I am so excited today to have my boss and the owner of Caribou Creek, also the founder who not only started his own journey when he built his own log cabin, but ended up building this awesome company, which I love to work for. So I want to introduce you to David Byler. Um, David, thank you so much for, for joining us. Sure. So tell us, you know, kind of what inspired you to start how did how did this whole thing get taken off the ground (laughs) you know it's kind of a long story i'll try to make it short but my two brothers and i lived in the midwest we 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 were in construction we loved timber framing stuff and we did we did all types of construction moved out here and it was actually my older brother who first built the log home he built it before i mean as soon as we moved to idaho from missouri that the first home we built bought a piece of property and and built a log home bought a logs from another log home company and kind of understood how they put it together and we um, kept looking about looking at it didn't know very much about log homes at all but uh, we kept seeing things in there that we thought we could do better it's just kind of the nature of how we were and decided to build one on our own after we were finished with that one and thought this will just be part of what we might do someday and um, so really it wasn't a lot of planning that one sold almost immediately. We put it out by a road. We then realized that this might be something we could do, live in North Idaho and, and uh, travel. And so we, we hired somebody that went through the log home school, a couple of them. I went to one myself, uh, actually several, everything we could get a hold of and, and started doing it and kept thinking, this is just once in a while, we'll build a log home, but we'll keep on doing our other construction. It just surpassed everything else. It was, it was a good time. The, the late 80s and early 90s where log homes were popular and, and they were in demand. And I think it was about house three or four that we decided to um, just forget the other construction. Wow. Yeah. So is is living in a log cabin, was that ever a dream of yours? Did you ever even think of yourself as living in a log cabin? You know, I didn't when I was small. Uh, my, my older brother would have. Yeah. And, and uh, then I, I married my wife and she's very particular and she, she didn't think that log home would be the thing for her. But... After a little bit of persuasion, <laughs> uh, we built our first one, and she actually really, really liked it. And and it was a big challenge for me to build it to the place where she would be happy with it. Uh, she there's no dust in her house, and it's it had to be done right. But she loved it. She she actually loved it. We we kept that one for a while, and then we built another one. So it really wasn't a dream of mine growing up. But but as soon as we got one, we 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 realized it was the thing. Okay, so what about the log cabin? Like, for anybody who's kind of been on the fence wondering, should I get a log cabin? What was it that, like, sealed it for you? What made you guys go, okay, no, you know what? This turned out to be better than we expected. Uh, you know, I, I think it was more, well, if, I, if for her, it was most of the log cabins we were in were, were kind of, uh, were super rustic. 
and you would take her dusting rag and wipe the side of the logs. It'd be rough. And, and she didn't want any of that. So that was kind of her thing. But we, you know, we just made sure we sanded everything down, made everything nice and smooth. And, and that went away. And then, of course, it was the maintenance issue. And uh, there certainly is some maintenance, but not any more than there is in a cedar home. In fact, I built my home. My dad built a uh, home site with cedar shortly thereafter. And he had much more maintenance issues than we did. He had woodpeckers and you name it. Hmm. The, the log home done right is, we didn't have much. That's uh, great. We did have to put a finish on it every couple of years, but yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I can't wait to dive in about your, your house. I mean, I know it was featured in uh, the Sporting Classics magazine. I'm sure it's been featured other places too, yeah. but I know for sure that that magazine is a beautiful, beautiful house. Um, tell us like, tell us about that project. Like, how did that come to be? Okay, well, that, that project was actually an old log home. It was a, it was a small eight 900 square foot log home, and we bought the property with that on it. Thought about tearing it down, and then thought we would incorporate it into our house. So uh, there was many times I wished I'd have tearing it down, actually. But <laughs> we, we took the roof off, and we uh, tore it all down to seven foot tall, built on top of that, and tripled the size of it. And built kind of around it and uh, that part was kind of left alone but only the trained eye would ever see that it was uh, not built to begin with hmm. but we did really tear it down to, to nothing and it was that was a real challenge because tearing the roof off and adding a basement we did all that but um, we had five kids and we, we love to entertain people so we built a home that was almost 6,000 square feet when we were done loved it but once the kids started leaving it was a uh, a little bit more than we wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. we want. Yeah. Now it was really neat. You you had a spiral staircase in there, didn't we did. you? We did. We did. That went up to like a little yep. library, was yep. it? Yep, it did. You had a library in there, fireplace. Uh, my wife had her um, her parents uh, used to uh, live in Wisconsin and had an old cook stove that they cooked off of when she was a little girl, and we got that, hooked it up, used it, and so. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So when you sold the house, did you take that with you? Just you I, sure did. <laughs> I just made yeah. That's great. I went too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I know Darren, your son, he, he and I talked a little bit about this house. Um, and he, I know he remembers that that spiral staircase and looking out at the stars. You had like a cool gazebo. Yeah. It was almost, to me, I think I think of it a gazebo. But what is that called when you had that like cut out? Uh, it, I'm not sure. I guess you'd call it an octagon or something up there. It was a dormer that was eight-sided that you could look out of. That yeah. was so cool. Yeah. I've never seen that in any yeah. other any other design. Yeah, we, we, we used to show the house a lot, and we actually built that same dormer in at least two, if not three, other homes. After really? That. Yeah, my wife uh, would, would love to tell a story about that because she kept telling me she wants that, and I said, no, it can't be done in a log house, only in a conventional house. But one day we were driving down the road, and she saw a log house with that same dormer thing on it. And see, <laughs> and then she told me, if they can do it, can't you do it? So I had to do it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, man. So, and if I recall, that one, that was a chink-style home. Uh -huh. But you also have logs inside that I noticed in the pictures were flat. Yeah. Is that something mm -hmm. that you've done so, a lot of? Or? Uh, you know, that was, we built two homes. The one we built before that and this one. Because I, I do I like building my own homes. But um, those were flat on the inside. Round on the outside, kind of cutting the inside. First time we did that, that also was something we still do. It's almost a D log in the in the in the handcrafted style. Mm -hmm. 
Can you elaborate on that, though, for anybody who maybe isn't quite sure? Because sure. I know what D-logs are, but then what's the difference with handcrafted? So, so we take, on the outside of the log home, it, it looks no different than, than any handcrafted log homes. We just peel the bark off the logs, uh, scribe them, hand scribe them all together. So there's taper in the logs. It's, it's not run through a machine. And then on the inside, we cut a flat where the walls are flat. You can hang a piece of art or something there, and it, it goes straight up. So some people like that better because it's not, there's not a variance in the wall thickness where the different logs are. And so we did that. That was the first time we did that in a, in this type of a handcrafted home. Mm -hmm. And, uh, uh, I seen the last one that went out two weeks ago. I had, had a bunch of that in it too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so those inside flats are made by hand. Those are not run through a machine. That's the big, yeah, the big we, difference. We, we cut them with a mill the, uh, after the log is all peeled off we cut that flat and then we we scorp it or hand hew it or whatever we need to do to ah it. gotcha okay that was good i was yeah. curious about how that works okay so so i mean what is your best memory of the house like if, if you couldn't pin like one memory i know that's hard yeah. <laughs> you guys were there you, for you mean time. like living in the house yeah like uh, just you know log cabins are nostalgic they have a yeah. sense of like character that becomes a part of your you know, of you. So I mean, what would be like your favorite memory? Well, my, my, my favorite memory of just us and our family, we had a lot of Christmas parties and family came in from the East and those were great, but we had a big fireplace. And, and when I got the fireplace built, I would, um, I told them I want the biggest fire, uh, firebox they can put in. And, and my wife would shudder because I would like to put in a, a lot of wood and make it so hot that the couch and the furniture had to be moved back to about 10 feet. <laughs> I just enjoyed that, sitting in front of that fireplace, especially when it's cold outside and just really heating myself up. I bet you could roast marshmallows <laughs> in your own home. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> that is pretty cool. I've never thought about doing something like that. Um, okay, right on. Yeah. So what would you say, I mean, would you, your new house is a log home too, right then? No, uh, it, no, it's not a full log house. It's okay. got timber accents, and and the next one will be. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this is our fourth home. Oh and, wow! And I love building them, but this one does not is not log walls, but it is a uh, it has log timbers and accents, and and uh, that's still got, trendy. <laughs> it, it is. I want to do one more, and I want to do the square dovetail house next time. Uh, I, I can't do it too fast because my wife gets, uh, it's just, it's a process we have to go through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think moving in general is a process. Yeah. I think building a new home on top of all that is, can be overwhelming. You, you know, if it would be easy to find a good lake location to put a house, I would do it more often because mm -hmm. I enjoy doing it. It's, it's therapy for me and mm -hmm. it, it takes time to do it. And this one's taken me two years to build and we're almost finished. Yep. Wow. How, how many projects have you personally been a part of? Uh, well, here at Caribou, uh, we've, we've built over 700 and some homes. I don't know that I actually put hands on it on maybe half of those, but I, I certainly know about those and have been, been through every last one of the design processes or whatever it might be. Well, and you do a lot on the reset. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's where you, I, I see you I like, I like being hands on. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, well, what's really awesome, this is, I'm just going to say, because this is something I see personally that blows me away every single time. But even recently, we had a couple of people come in and uh, our design team is a little bit backed up. David's talking to him. The next thing you know, he's whipping out a drawing of their log cabin plan by hand. I mean, that just is a testament to, you know, the ins and outs of these, of these cabins, like in your mind, you can just, and then to put it on paper. I mean, I might be able to describe it, but to draw it, 
Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty impressive, I'll be honest. <laughs> I know you don't like people to brag about you, but I have to say that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have been doing this for 35 years, so when, when, when somebody, uh, I see what somebody wants, it's, I, yeah, it's not, yeah, just sketch it out. Yeah, mm -hmm. and like kind of comes mm -hmm. out like a, like an artist. I was curious, when you, like going back to when you and your brother started the company, mm -hmm. you kind of had your other construction business. Was it simply just because log cabins were selling faster that you chose to go there? Or was there something like that drew you to them? Oh, it was definitely something that drew us to them. We, 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 uh, they were selling fast, but we could have certainly, it was hard for us to put aside part of our other business because it was going good. But, uh, uh, we, we like to travel and it wasn't very long. We started, having people wanting us to build a home in other parts of the country, other parts of the, the world. I mean, we did New Zealand at, after we had only started for four or five years. In South America, Switzerland, and people seen our work because of, um, we were just fortunate. We did a couple shows and, and we built for the right people and had happy customers and, and uh, it just grew really, really, really fast. And so uh, we enjoyed that. And one of the three of us would uh, always uh, follow the house and, and go with it and make sure that everything was, was done, like we like the expectations were set, and uh, then come back. And we sometimes, uh, instead of fighting about who would go, uh, it was mostly who got to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, you still do that today, really. Yeah. If yeah. somebody is going. So tell us, I don't know that our podcast listeners have heard about your brothers and how that kind of transpired. Yeah, unfortunately, they were both tragically killed in a plane crash in uh, uh, 2000, 1999. Yep. So the company was 10, 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And then I took it on myself after that. And uh, there was a little, after three or four years of owning it, owning it after they died, I did, I did try to sell it and it had some other things come in there, but missed it really bad. And, and, and fortunately that didn't all work out like it was supposed to. Well, it happened like it was supposed to, but like they, uh, like we expected it. So it got it all back and uh, I missed it, missed it a lot. Didn't know I would miss it. And now my son and my son-in-laws are here with us and it feels kind of like it used to be in the old days. That's so cool how, yeah. like, I think sometimes things work out, like God has a plan, yeah. and we just, we can't always see it, but it worked out, and you got it back at the time when they were ready to join with you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what do you think, I mean, Caribou Creek has a name, it's got a reputation, but what do you suppose it is that, that makes Caribou Creek have that, I don't know, that reputation, I guess, that, that noteworthiness? You, you know, I, 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 uh, I don't know for sure what it is, but I think a big part of it is uh, we just did this again uh, at the end of the year. 80, 70 to 80% of our homes are referrals from friends, uh, from, uh, from past customers who have friends or something. And that's a big number. And uh, that immediately tells you it's a happy customer. They don't refer their friends to us if they don't like it. And so we really, really, really strive to make that happen. Yeah. And and I know there's other companies that do it, but I think maybe I'm bragging, but I think we do it better than most. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, I mean, the way I see it, and I mean, I'm a total outsider, which I think our listeners have heard me, my story. I've already shared my story. Um, but, you know, coming from an outside perspective and then coming in and just seeing the the heart that you guys put into every project. What blew me away, I remember, was just about last year I started and there was you and Darren. Well, no, because you were you were in California at the time, but Darren Stewart, Brian, 
everybody and Ken were all having this powwow about working out the details of this log home on a project on a deal they hadn't even signed the contract on. And I was I was just mesmerized at how much energy and attention is given to a potential project before the ink is signed. I mean, the, if you count it up, I think all the years that you guys all have doing log cabins, how many years do you think it would be? I know that's uh, kind of putting you on the spot, but it, just, it, you know, just thinking about it, it's pretty magnificent, really. Yeah, it, it, well, you know, at one time when my two brothers were here, we had 60 employees and we did this. We added them all up. And with some of the people we hired who had past experience, which we did, we did, I hired people from, from uh, um, that went to schools. It was, uh, I, if I remember right, it was like 850 years of experience. But we did have a lot of people that time too. Yeah. What's your and, biggest, like, what do you want our listeners or customers? Like, I don't know. It seems to me, I guess if I could just express one thing, yeah. is it just seems to me like David has a personal investment in each project. You, you have a mission with each one. It's like you you want to reach into that deal and infuse that situation. What is it that you want each customer to come away with when they live in a caribou home? Well, I want them to have a, a good home when it's done, but I, I do want their expectations to be set. Whatever they're expecting when they come talk to us and we work with them, I want that to be exceeded when we actually set the house up. Not only during that process, but after we're done. And I remember my uncle, many years ago, I worked for him. He's, he told me that always make sure that when you're done, that there, you do one thing extra for the customer that he doesn't expect. And he said, if there's anything there that you may have forgotten, they'll look at that extra thing that you did that they weren't expecting, and they'll forget about the other one. Well, we don't want to forget, but we <laughs> want to do that extra one. Mm -hmm. we, want to, we want to make sure that, that expectations are realistic and then that they are actually met mm -hmm. and exceeded. And evidently you're doing yeah. that or you yeah. wouldn't have an 80% yeah. referral rate. <laughs> so that's what's so yeah. great. Well, I, I am grateful for this opportunity. I know I've been trying to get you on this podcast for a long time. <laughs> I'm so excited because, yeah. you know, I really feel like I just, I, I want to shout from the rooftops what I see just, you know, being here. It's such an honor to get to work in a company that's still owned, family owned and operated, but is more than just about the numbers. You guys care about the the product you're you're giving out, you care about how it's received by the customer. You care about the longevity. I mean, you want these homes to last. You want this. This is a legacy. This isn't just. You're not just buying a home. You're buying a home that could be passed on through generations. Yeah. And that's what's so awesome. Like I just feel that when I work here every day. I don't know. Maybe right. I'm right. a little sappy, but it is true. <laughs> well, we want all our customers to feel that same way. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it 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 is it is true that. Uh, with these type of projects, we are definitely more involved with the thing all the way through. It's not like a conventional home where you order the, the drywall, the lumber the, the, from somewhere and it, it, it gets put together by various different people. Here we bring the logs in, we peel them by hand, and we see the, the logs when they come in. We, the, we, the truck driver brings them in, we unload them. We bring them in, we dry them, we take them back out, we peel them again. And then we go out there and we try to select the best wood that we can for that for that project. So there's a lot more involvement uh, all the way through that first phase, a lot more than there is in conventional. I don't know if there's anything more than that. I remember years ago, my, my grandfather used to be a barn builder, and he used to tell us how that they would spend uh, sometimes six weeks to two months cutting the barn out and cutting all the pieces and putting them in little stacks. He didn't, when he was first working for them, understand where these pieces went. 
but they would take each piece and they'd cut them. They'd take them to the sawmill and they cut them and they put a, a and drill holes in them. And then one day, he was a, an Amish barn builder. And then one day they would have a barn raising and everybody would come together and the boss would say, take those pieces, put them here. And in two days they'd build this big barn. It isn't all that different with this because we, we, we take each piece, it's all peeled and, and uh, numbered and marked and then we put it all together. And then the day that it's finished uh, or shortly thereafter, we load it on trucks, take it out to the site and set it up. That is very rewarding because the homeowners are there and and uh, the neighbors and two days later there's this house sitting there and and we've had neighbors said we were gone yesterday and we came home and there's a house beside us <laughs> <laughs> and because we actually don't do like my grandfather did where they didn't try the pieces first we actually fit them all together make sure that they work and and that part is i still enjoy it yeah it a is lot. pretty cool yeah well and then also it makes it easier for the contractors too. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So I just want to thank you again for being yeah. here. Thank you for sharing your story. I just, I just think it's great. I treasure it. And I, I hope our listeners do too. For any of you listening out there, if you want to see pictures of David's house or see more about that, that uh, feature, it is listed on caribou on the homepage at the bottom. There's a link to featured articles and that would be the go place to go. Plus I'll put a link in the show notes. Um, thanks for checking us out and tuning in today and we'll talk to you next time. Hey friends, if you haven't done so already, it sure would mean the world to us if you would please subscribe to the show and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, we're always looking for people who are willing to share their story of how they attained the log cabin dream. Visit us at mydreamloghome.com and contact us about coming on the show. Thanks again for listening.